What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the NBA Quick Report Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike and Jalen, and you can follow us on Twitter at NBA Quick Report. All right. As always, we're doing this podcast for one of the hottest sports websites in the district, dmvsportsnetwork.com. They can be followed on Twitter at dmv underscore sn. They have some great daily um, content up there, you know, as far as Redskins, Capitals, um, Nationals, Wizards, Fantasy Football, and any other D.C. sports. So be sure to check them out. Also, be sure to subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. Um, Five stars, you know, give us a review if possible. So without further ado, let's get right into it. If you guys haven't noticed by now... um, Last Monday, the 24th, was NBA Media Day. And it was pretty funny because, you know, a certain someone um, had a certain press conference and made a few uh, characteristic laughs, to say the least. So we're going to play the clip from it, and then uh, we're going to play something from 2011 to go with it. So take a listen here. fucking worst laugh I've ever heard in my life. Is, it sounds like he honestly got forgot to laugh. For, like, forgot how, like, how, he doesn't know how to laugh. Mm-hmm. So he just tries to fake it. Say that. <laughs> right, this Who's, is Kawhi from uh, June 2011 with the Kings. Say that. It's That's unreal. What is that? Oh my god. I'm looking forward to more Kawhi Leonard this season. I am. I, I just hope it's the real Kawhi. Oh my god. It, I mean, it'll be yeah, it'll be the real Kawhi. So we'll see how that goes. Um, recently, you know, over the past two weeks or so, ESPN, um, Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, and a couple other news outlets, um, they've been giving their top. You know, I think it was 100 players going into the 2018-2019 season. And there was a lot of differences with each list. So we took the time to make each individual, like our own list. And it was our top 20 for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to break down each list for you guys. And you can go ahead and start with 20. Okay. Going into this season... On my list, the 20th best player is Victor Oladipo. Oladipo last year averaged 23 points, 5.2 rebounds, 4.3 assists, 2.4 steals. He did that on 47 from the field, 37 from three, and 80 from the line. Last year, he led the league in steals. He took a giant jump in production from the previous year and won most improved player. Uh, His usage rate was up to 30% from around 20-21% the year before. Uh, he really developed good leader leader qualities, and he's got a young Pacer team around him, so the sky's the limit for Victor Oladipo in the East. That's pretty top-heavy. Um, his resume includes the steel leader and the most improved player from last year. He's got one All-NBA and one All-Defensive selection and one All-Star game. Uh, who you got for 20? Yeah, so Oladipo's a hell of a player. Um, you'll see him on my list coming up soon. But for 20, I have... Uh... Who do I have? Oh, Nikola Jokic. So, I mean, 6'10", 6'11", center. He's a huge freak at freak athlete, really. Best playmaking big man in the league, in my opinion, um, as far as passing the basketball as a center. 
So last season, 18.5 points, 10.7 rebounds, 6.1 assists for a center. And this is all while shooting 50% from the field and 40% from three. So um, he's only 23 years old right now, and he's only going to get better. All I hope is that he drastically improves on the defensive end of the you know of the basketball mm-hmm. um, because that's really what's holding him back right now in uh, being mentioned in the same breath as you know uh, elite superstars of this league. Yeah. Um, obviously, I have him at 20, so he's he's already up there. But in terms of making that jump to top 10 caliber player, he needs to uh, really work on his on his defense because. Offensively, he, I mean, you'll see more this season. It's just, it's going to be unreal. Advanced, you know, advanced stats Twitter loves. They do. They love Jokic. And then he's got a, he's got a good squad around him in Denver. Uh, Last podcast, we kind of went over the advanced statistics for how kind of bad he was on defense, but how rare of a talent he is from a center perspective. Uh, You kind of have to take that and roll with it. Um, he can be a piece on a contender. I just don't think that a team with a center that's so easily scored on can really truly contend for a title. So he just needs to tighten up his defense in the post. He doesn't need to step out on anybody really, just kind of not be a pylon. And that that itself is, is a huge jump from where he was last year. Oh, definitely. And it's hard to um, demand defensive-oriented guards to mm-hmm. pair with him because that's the, I mean, it's it's a different league now. There's not as many defensive oriented guards. It's more like these guards are score first guys. That's their main priority: score the basketball and worry about you know the other guy when he gets to the rim. Have the have your center back you up. Right, you need a center to yeah kind of be a defensive staple. anchor. Yeah, he's got to be the anchor inside, and he is anything but that. Mm-hmm. But offensively, I mean, hell, he's. He's top quality, top notch. He is. I actually had him on 19, so the only thing I really have to add is he also shot 85% from the free throw line on top of the 49-9 from the field and 40 from three, so he was extremely close to the 50-40-90 club that is pretty elusive. Not a lot of people have done that in an entire season. So yeah, That's uh, impressive, yeah. He's my 19, so you want to just take 18? Or wait, well, my 19. Ni- yeah, my 19. Uh, I have Draymond Green, so he... Is uh he's their heart. I mean, he's the engine that keeps them going. Um, heart of their defense and the overall team. You know, he's elite, elite, elite defensive player. Um, multiple defensive player of the year considerations and one win to show for it. Um, averages last year of about eleven, seven, and seven, but he only takes he takes single shot um, attempts per game. So. You can't really get going offensively, especially when you're behind Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. So you really can't expect him to be dropping 25 a night like that. Um, but he does a great job of, you know, keeping the team um, hungry, I would say, and then keeping them focused, especially defensively. And he does a great job of facilitating the basketball and just rebounding it and getting the ball up the floor. Um, great team player. Stat sheets, uh, stuffer, you know, he's gotten triple-double upside written all over him. And then you're going back to Game 7, 2016. I mean, that he showcased his offensive uh, talent in that game. I, I know he had triple-double. I know they lost, but triple-double effort 
with a 30 plus point outing there. Yeah, I want to say it was like 35-10. He was he was like the main reason they were in that game. Without him, that was gonna, that was probably a blowout, honestly. Yeah, it might have been a double digit loss for them, yeah. like 10, nothing too crazy, but for them that's a blowout loss. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of him, because you know Cavs fan. I don't really think anybody outside of the Warriors <laughs> likes Draymond Green though. No. If we're being honest. Probably not. He's just. I don't like him, <laughs> but he's good. I have to respect it. I mean, especially. For the role he plays on that team, you can't really do anything better than what he does. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's just jump to right number 18. What do you got? Number 18 on my list is Ben Simmons. So, last year, Ben Simmons averaged 15.8 points, 8.1 rebounds, 8.2 assists, and 1.7 steals. Uh, he shot 54.5% from the field. He was able to win Rookie of the Year with possibly not even using his correct hand to shoot the basketball. Um, he kind of emulates himself after LeBron James, and it really shows in his play. He looks like a veteran out there. The the passes he's making and his decision his decision making skills. Uh, really, the only knock I can give him is that he doesn't even attempt to take a three. And I understand that he's not a good three point shooter, but you at least have to take them. So I think John Wall had a season he shot like twelve percent from three, but he was taking them. So if he gets the ball in the arc people know that he's going to at least attempt the shot. So you have to respect it. You have to come out at least a little bit, step up on him. And stepping out on somebody like Ben Simmons, who's just so quick and athletic, he can get right by you, and that leaves just a myriad of other different options for him because he can, he's just a triple threat everywhere on the floor if he could shoot a three. But uh... Absolutely. And to add to that, he's my number 18 as well. So um, did you know, fun fact of the day for you guys, only six players in NBA history have averaged splits of 15, 8, and 8 while shooting 50% from the field or higher. And Ben Simmons, in his rookie season at age 21, was one of them, with the five others being a very, very exclusive list. Um, Will Chamberlain, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Oscar Robertson. It's a good company to keep. Absolutely, and of that list, Magic was also 21 when he did it for the first time. Very the youngest it's ever been? Yeah, it's Simmons and Magic both were 21. That's insane. Yeah, and at this point, he's just going to get better every year. He's the kind of guy who's going to be putting up LeBron-esque numbers for, mm-hmm. you know, the better part of a decade. Yeah, the next 10 or 12 years, he'll probably be... If not top 10, very close to top 10 in the league, just production-wise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's his game is just, if he can develop that jumper, it's just going to be absolutely unstoppable in today's NBA. I mean, he's already bigger, stronger, faster than, than almost everyone in the league. He's a LeBron prototype. Mm-hmm. As far, and he's actually, he's bigger than LeBron. Yeah, he looks like Size-wise, mm-hmm. he's a little taller. Size-wise. He's got he's got a, he's got an inch or two on him, and he is. It's incredible watching him play. He's just it all just seems so natural to him, and like you said with the with the um, leadership mentality he has, and and just his his like it's like his court vision. His court vision is just it's incredible. You would think he's a he's a ten year vet, but mm-hmm. he's not. He's twenty one years old, going into his second year. He's twenty two now, but going into his second year, it's just. 
it's incredible and um you're gonna hear his name for a long time yeah there's very few pieces i would even consider taking over him if i was starting a team right now oh yeah i i don't even know we'll save that for another yeah absolutely um 17 i have carl anthony towns who is also 22 years old and the past couple seasons you know he's only in the league three years now He's been putting up Shaq-like numbers offensively, but he's been very lackluster on defense, to say the least. Um, last two years, 23.2 points per game with 12.3 re- rebounds a game on 54% shooting from the field and roughly 40% from three. So you're talking about a guy who's seven foot tall and um, a center franchise piece for any team, not just the Timberwolves, it would be on any team. And he's shooting it from three like that? Mm-hmm. How do you guard him? Just last year, he shot 42% from three. How do you guard that? You, I mean, not well. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that can even get their hand up in him. Yeah, I mean, you're when you when you space the floor like that, it's just it makes it really hard for a defense, both individually and like as a team, to guard that. I agree. Because it's gonna it's gonna spread the floor for everybody else on that team. Um. His defense, though, it's just... It's bad. His, like, I mean, he's young. I think it's more effort than, like... Jokic is slow. We get that. It's, it's fine, but he can get better at that. Towns, I feel like it's just effort, and I feel like he just saves himself offensively to carry the load, but then defensively, he just kind of just, like, hmm, I'll be all right. He doesn't have to get by, and we've seen that he can block shots. Right, it's not. But it's crazy it's because because Tibbs is a is a defensive minded coach. You would think he'd be getting under him under his skin a little bit about that. I guess not. I he guess might he's be trying, but there might be not ab- a ton you can say to a guy that can roll out of bed and get twenty and twelve. He's too absorbed in the Fortnite. He is just play Fortnite until four a.m. on game days. So and then not know who's playing the next day, according to whoever. <laughs> Good just, for him. Just what I heard. It's great. I'll talk about him more when he comes up on my list. Yeah. What uh? What do you have for seventeen? <clears throat> My number seventeen is the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert. So last year, Rudy Gobert averaged thirteen and a half a game, ten point seven rebounds, one point four assists, and two point three blocks. Uh, the two point three blocks was good for best in the league averages. He also shot sixty two percent from the field. Um, just turned twenty six years old, and to kind of quantify how good he is for the Jazz, when he was out of the lineup, they went eleven and fifteen. When he was in the lineup, they went 37-19. and 19. Wow. So not only was he a defensive player of the year candidate, you could have made a case for a low-end MVP candidate. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's incredible. I mean, and everyone talked about Jonathan Mitchell last year. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, man, he's carrying the Jazz to, this, to the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. Donovan Mitchell this, Mitchell that. Mitchell's great. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's a piece. He's top 30 in the league. I'd say he hovers right around that 30 range. Yeah. Um, but Gobert really needs to be talked about a little bit more. He's he's slept on. He is a defensive monster. Um, like you said, he just impacts the team tremendously. So it goes back to how important it is to have a defensive anchor as a center. Oh, absolutely. So if you get past your guards, you have somebody with a ten foot wingspan that can just swat shots. Right. And he's not too bad isoing people either. Like obviously, like guards like Chris Paul will tear him up, but. 
Chris Paul tears up Clay Thompson too. So uh, Rudy Gobert's got two All NBA selections on his, or I'm sorry, one All NBA, two time All Defensive. Uh, he's got a block leader from last year and a Defensive Player of the Year, and he's only 26 years old. So 17 might be the lowest we see Gobert for the next X amount of years. Yeah. Um, speaking of Clay Thompson, that's where I have next at number 16, uh, Mr. Clay Thompson. So being the third option on a team is tough, but he doesn't disappoint. He's insanely efficient. Four straight all-star appearances, averaging 21.6 points per game on 42.8% from three over those past four years. Um, he's one of the NBA's premier defenders on the wing. He can guard pretty much anybody except a center. I mean, he's he's lanky. I mean, he's guarding someone like even Kyrie, who's not even a small point guard. He looks like he's just half a foot taller than Kyrie. Mm-hmm. It's just he's got long arms and he's tall. I think Clay's six what six seven. I don't think he's that tall, but I want to so say I think he's, he's at six, least six six. I think like he's six, six five six. six. Yeah, I think he's six six. He's big. I think his arms are longer than what you know the average yeah. shooting guard is too. But just looking at him play, it's just the smoothest shot. And it's crazy because it's the same shot every time. It is just no matter how ridiculously deep. consistent. It looks picture perfect every time. You know, he always got his body square to the basket. He's always, um, you know, just catching it right where he wants to wants to get it. And he puts it right up. And it's just... <laughs> Money every time. It's like it's either a swoosh or a. It's like a million bucks. Back dude. in the neck or back of the room clank. Yeah. Uh, my sixteen was cat. I okay. Carl Anthony Towns is sixteen. Yeah. Close. Uh, I think you said it already, but his last year splits were twenty one point three a game, twelve point three rebounds, two point four assists, one point four blocks. Uh, just his shooting splits from last season: he shot fifty four point five percent from the field, forty two from three, and eighty six from the line. Uh, he's only 22 years old. He's got a rookie of the year. He's got an all-star game and an all-NBA on his belt. Uh, and a little fun fact, all three years he's played, he's played all 82 games. He hasn't missed one game yet. All right, knock on wood right there. That's uh, durability right there at its finest. Uh, I'll just go real quick with my 15 because I also have Clay Thompson next. Okay. So Clay's my 15. Last year's splits were 20 a game, 3.8 rebounds, 2.5 assists. Uh, shot 49 from the field, 44 from three, and 84 from the stripe. And that 20 a game doesn't really do justice to how good of a scorer he is. He might be the best pure shooter ever. Like, obviously, Steph is a better... He can, I mean, he can shoot off the dribble. Uh, he'll shoot from 45 feet. He'll, and he can shoot in a different variety of ways, but Clay just... His catch and shoot, he can still shoot off the dribble a little bit, but not how Steph does. It's just his shot... I think he's a better just straight jump shooter than, than anybody that's ever played the basketball game. I would agree with you. I think he's better than Curry at, at catch and shoot. And if mm-hmm. you're doing a three-point contest where you just have racks set up, right. it's that's, that's Clay, Clay all day. day. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, he's one of the better defenders in the league. Uh, he can get hot without the ball in his hand, which is kind of rare. So I think that game that he scored 60, he took like 11 dribbles. Yeah, that was, was, that like, was nuts. Yeah, and, and three quarters, I think. Yeah. He had a game, uh, he shot, he scored 37 and a quarter against the Kings. I want to say that he might have took 15 dribbles in that quarter. He was just catching and shooting off screens, off uh, down screens. and. Yeah, it was it was nuts. He's just unreal. Everything just back in the net. 
Uh, Clay's got four All Stars on his belt, two time All NBA, three time NBA champ. And my favorite thing about Clay Thompson is uh, one of his nicknames is Big Smokey. And Big Smokey. I have to assume that it, it, it's in reference to in 2011 at Washington State, he was cited for marijuana possession and suspended from the team. I did not know that. Yep. Big Smokey. Big Smokey. How about that? Well, you have a 15. So, checking in at 15, I have Oladipo right here at 15. Right. A little um, bit of a difference. Yeah. And I think that he's not done. He's gonna keep, you know, he's gonna keep improving. Um, just to add on to what you said, his efficiency for the way he plays, like he plays very aggressive style of basketball. He does he attacks? You know, he shot a, it was like forty-seven point eight percent, I believe it was. It was a hair under forty-eight um, percent. So his efficiency as a guard, that's pretty solid. Yeah, it was forty-seven point seven. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that that's that's pretty efficient for a guard. Um, his motor and his drive and his aggression is just through the roof. It, it really reminds you of Russ. Um, and obviously, being an old teammate of Russ, I'm sure he picked up on some of those tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we all saw the text that he sent his trainer literally minutes after the Cavs eliminated him and the Pacers, texting his trainer. I didn't know if they were in the locker room yet. Just saying, like, hey, let's, uh, when are we getting back to work? That's incredible. He's got a good work ethic. That's incredible. Yeah, that's just that's just another testament to his craft. That's just he's gonna be he's gonna be talked about for a while too. Like you said, he's only what how old? Twenty six. He is twenty six. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got plenty of time, still improving. So um, I'm looking for big things again this season from Victor Oladipo. And a lot of times in that uh, Cavs playoff series, which we watched every game of, he I felt like. Probably 20% of his shots came from just a full-speed dribble at the top of the arc, and he would just pull it up and make it minimum 100% of the time. That shot is just its so hard to do, and he can do it so well and under pressure. Uh, I, yeah, Victor Oladipo is definitely exciting. Yeah. He yeah. should take another leap. I don't know if it will be as big, but... Who do, you, uh, who do you have at 14? My 14 is Chris Paul. Okay. CP3 last year had 18.6 a game, 5.4 rebounds, and 7.9 assists, and that was considered kind of a down year for him. It's the lowest assist per game he's had since his rookie year. Uh, Chris Paul might be the most well-rounded point guard ever. So there's point guards that have been better at scoring. There's point guards that have been better at passing and rebounding. Stockton with the passing. But I don't know that ever there's been a point guard that's done all three and played defense as well as Chris Paul. Fantastic defense. He's just a prototypical, he's exactly what you'd want out of a point guard. Absolutely. Um, His assist to turnover ratio in his career is disgusting. He's uh, just a master at creating. It's not close. It's the best ever. Mm -hmm. He's got uh, nine all-star selections, eight-time all-NBA. Nine-time All-Defense. He won Rookie of the Year. He's got an All-Star MVP. Uh, he led the league in assists four times and led the league in steals six times. Chris wow. Paul is just the... He earned his nickname Point God. Absolutely. I want to say he only played 61-ish games last year. Which is uh, which seems pretty average nowadays for him. Yeah, he's and that's, got a and that's my biggest. That's my knock on him. It's the It's the durability. That's fair. It's unfortunate because he's so good. He's just... If he could play all 82... Not even 82, I'm just saying like... 70 70 to 75. And then 
stick with it in the playoffs, be fully healthy, because the it's been this past year he was hurt. Um, I know he had the hamstring issue Always. with the Clippers. Um, I remember very vividly where he, he goes off. He goes off of one foot and makes that that bank like runner. <laughs> On the right side, and Blake Griffin comes crashing in. Looks like looks like he his neck almost hits the rim, and he almost breaks it on the ground. But it's funny because he was he was totally fine. But Paul obviously hit the game winner um, at the time, and it was like hobbling back to the bench because yeah, he was like just in his face. he was just hampered by that by that hamstring. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hope we see a full season of him this year because the Rockets are dangerous. I don't know if you do if you're the Rockets. I think. As soon as that schedule comes out, you should be picking out games like, all right, Chris Paul, this is where you're going to sit. No matter what our record is, no matter what else is going on, these are the games that you are not playing so we can have you fresh for the playoffs. That's fair. You got Harden and Melo to work. carry the load, and, yeah. And the Rockets are so good, who cares if you're the first seed? It doesn't mean a damn thing to the Warriors. No. You, whether you have the home court advantage over them, you're, you're still in for a fight. So right, I would just right. try and be as healthy as possible. Instead of trying to get home court. I gotcha. Right. Okay, so... Uh, who's your 14? Mine is Jimmy Butler, who we already kind of touched on um, with the Anthony Towns situation. But um, he's a guy who who's just worked really hard. It's just kind of like a feel-good story. He was the last pick in the first round in 2011. Coming into the league, didn't really offer much offensively. He was He was known as a fantastic defender. Um, he's evolved into a, a great franchise caliber player um, on both sides of the ball. So putting up roughly like a 22-23 points per game player with 5-5 five and five, um, assists and rebounds, it's just, it just shows you how hard he's worked because he comes into the league, he didn't even start a game his rookie season. He played maybe 20 minutes a game, never started. Um, second season... I don't even know if he broke ten points a game. It was, it was a struggle for him yeah, he starting off. Really it was a, uh, it really took him a couple of years to get going, and now he's made his statement in the league. You know, I'm a top player. I'm a, I'm a stud. I'm gonna lock down your best offensive threat. And they're gonna give me the ball on my. You know, when I'm on the court on offense, I'm gonna mm-hmm. get mine. You know, he's a, he's a hell of a player. He's come. He's come a long way. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jimmy Butler is actually my thirteenth player. So his rookie season, he played forty-two games, did not start one game. Uh, he averaged two point six points. In sophomore year, he played eighty-two games, started twenty of them, scored eight point six a game. Third year, he played sixty-seven games, started all sixty-seven. He scored thirteen point one, and then since then, the next four years, he's not scored under twenty a game. Uh, surprisingly, he also hasn't played more than 76 games. Uh, 65, 67, 76, 59 last year. So he kind of got a little bit of an injury issue that nobody really talks about. But like you said, he's incredibly reliable on defense. Uh, last year he scored 22 a game, 5.3 rebounds, 4.9 assists, and 2 steals. The only thing going right now kind of is uh, he might be a, kind of like a locker room issue. He just seems to have a problem with somebody everywhere he goes. Yeah. Demanded a trade from the Bulls, and then Thibodeau brought the Bulls to him. Now he doesn't like Towns. 
Uh, I don't think he likes Wiggins too much either. So now he's trying to get out of the Bulls or the Timberwolves. Then Bulls 2.0. So hopefully that wherever Jimmy lands, it'll be a good fit for him, and we can see him kind of. I hope so. He's. I mean, he's a great healthy. player. I hope it. It's not a locker room thing. Truly. Yeah, um, it could just be a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Especially since, you know, Tibbs and half the team followed him to Minnesota. <laughs> yep. For God's sake. I'm sure that wasn't his first choice. Yeah, I'm sure that pissed him off. Yeah. Um, jumping into 13 here, I have uh, Dame Dalla, Mr. Damian Lillard. Pure scorer, you know, he's got one of the smoothest jumpers in the entire league. Um, last year, he was putting up 27 a game. And like I said, his jumper is just... He's got that wetter. It's definitely know. one of the prettier jump shots to watch. Oh, absolutely, and especially off that, off the off the dribble, you know, like uh, one dribble sidestep. Yeah, he's got jab. that. He's got that lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, his fadeaway is great too. Just watching him shoot the basketball is just fantastic. You know, I could put him higher if he was more successful in the playoffs. And before anyone talks shit about that. Yes, I know he hit a game winner. I know he won the series basically against the the Rockets um, four years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Right, right. But tell me when he's performed in a series other than that. Yeah, they got absolutely just trounced by the Pelicans last year without Boogie. Yeah, and if you s- if you tell down. me he scored twenty three a game, that's great. That that's great. He uh he probably didn't break forty percent from the field. He's just I was looking at it earlier, and it's just the, the playoff numbers aren't there, and I, uh, I hope it's it's not a defining trait in his career because he's a he's a great guy and he's a great basketball player. I just hope that it can translate more into the playoffs as we go into the eighteen nineteen season. You hope. I do. Hope so. <laughs> uh, my number twelve, I have Paul George. Uh, PG-13 last year scored 22 a game, 3.3 assists, 5.7 rebounds. His splits were 43 from the field, 40 from three, and 82 from the line. So it's not as efficient as you'd like to see, but the Thunder last year were kind of an anomaly. Uh, I will add that 40% from three was on 7.7 attempts, so that's quite a lot. That's his career high for attempts. Um, He also finished fourth in defensive player of the year voting last year. Uh, so he's always just a defensive stud wherever he goes. Um, came back from that just terrible leg injury, which I, I don't know if you can expect that from many people on this earth to break their leg. That is so traumatizing and obviously painful. I mean, from he's a physicality standpoint, that's terrible. But right. mentally, that's going to mess with you so bad. Mm-hmm. And he still came back, and he's cemented himself as I mean, top 15, top 20 player easily. Absolutely. Uh, in his career, he's got five all-star games. He's a four-time All-NBA talent, three times All-Defensive, and he just has the tools to be like a. I mean, I could see him get as top as high as like top five. He's just okay. got it. Before he's that leg injury, he was kind of pushing LeBron for he's, the. He's got the top in the East. Yeah, absolutely. So before we continue, I'd like to remind you all again to please check out our website dmvsportsnetwork.com. And if you are at all interested in joining the writing staff or even our podcast team, do not hesitate to send a DM to at DMV underscore SN on Twitter. Uh, there's especially a need at this point for additional capitals and fantasy football podcasters and writers. So if again, if you have any interest, send a DM to at DMV underscore SN on Twitter. 
Um, so who do you have for your number 12 player? That's where I have Chris Paul at right now is number 12. Um, and it, it could be, he could be top 10, but it really just for me came down to health. And that is just a big reason here for the past couple of years. Um, I'm a huge fan, been a big supporter of Chris Paul his entire career. Um, he's going to go down as one of the greatest to ever do it, but it's just, it's been a problem these past couple years with injuries and you hate to see it to a guy with that kind of caliber but it's derailed a couple a couple times like the teams like the Clippers is either him or Blake Griffin mm-hmm. and now with the Rockets if he played they would have been in the finals this past year I agree Guar- like that's almost a guarantee I think they would have would have won yeah Cavs weren't touching the Rockets either that would I think it would have went to six or seven but the Rockets Probably would have beat him. Yeah, yeah. But who Christ knows, LeBron's yeah, got levels true. that you just can't expect from any human being, and he just still does it. Yeah, I just hope he can get that ring that he's... Uh, he probably needs it for deser- his resume. He deserves it. He deserves it. He's got a... Uh, last year he played 58, year before 61, 74. 14-15 uh, he put together an 82-game season. But then before that he played 62, 70, 60, so... Seems like every year he's just got some sort of nagging injury that keeps him out of the playoffs and just kind of hinders his team because what he does so well is run the offense and you get used to that all season and you take that out in the playoffs and things don't things don't click as well. Yeah. Okay, so who do you have for your number eleven? Number eleven, I have Damian Lillard. Uh, like you touched on, he scored twenty-seven a game last year, four point five rebounds, six point six assists. Uh, what was surprising to me, I saw he shot 44% from the field and 36% from three, which is a little lower than I would have expected. Um, but it kind of always has been looking at his career numbers. It's just something I never really thought of or looked at. Uh, in his career, he has three All-Star games, three-time All-NBA. He won Rookie of the Year. Uh, and I believe one of those All-NBAs from last year, he was first team for, for the guard spot. That was his first time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, We've all seen he's he's able to kind of take over a game. Uh, it's unfortunate that it doesn't happen in the playoffs too often, but just the offensive peak of Damian Lillard is so he can be unstoppable. He's one of the people that gives Curry just hell every time they play. Oh yeah, seems like every time they play he's got thirty five or more on him. But, definitely. Yeah, Lillard's definitely a he's definitely a top talent. And if if he had a little more playoff success, I could probably put him higher. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. It's just, it's been hard to judge him based on his playoffs yeah. resume. It is. Um, I mean, 11's still pretty damn good. Yeah. Even without that. Right, right. Yeah, he's got he's got nothing to hang his hat on. Yeah. So looking at number 11 for me, that's where I have PG-13. Um, probably the best wing defender in the NBA. Maybe his own teammate is better than him. On the wing, Mr. Andre Roberson, Roberson, whatever you want to call him. Fuck that dude. Yeah, terrible offense. I hate he's watching. So him. bad, but he's a hell of a defender. He is. That that's neither here nor there. We're talking about PG right now. Um, he finished fourth in Defensive Player of the Year voting for a reason. He's a hell of a wing defender. Forty percent from three. That's just the definition of a three and D type player. But he is not just three and D type player. He is. Um, a guy who can do it himself. He is a great isolation player, pick and roll, pick and pop. He can shoot from, he can score from anywhere on the court. 
Um, he's just he could be a franchise caliber piece. It's just that he right now is next to Russell Westbrook. Uh-huh. So Paul George has shown he can carry his own team. He did it pretty well in Indiana. So um, yeah, I had him at eleven. I That's think it's fair. a good. I think it's a very fair spot for him. And number ten, Mr. Kyrie Irving, with the best handles in the NBA, and that is Ever. not up for debate. Ever. Ever. It's yeah. Best ball handler ever. Sure. Yeah. I can agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, another guy who can score anywhere on that basketball court, um, in many different ways, whether it be a pull-up three, you know, a spin, a hezy, a, a euro, finishing left hand, right hand, under the basket, three sixty layups, just cr- crazy shit that he does. It's just unbelievable. Like you never know what you're gonna get when he is attacking that basket. You don't. That's why he's so good at it. It's just. His combination of moves is not natural. It's like robotic, the way he does them. It's just so good. And even if he does screw up, it's like he somehow transitions that into another move, which he then loses you on. I've seen him lose the ball, but then cross you up at the same time. How the hell do you do that? I read that uh, when Kyrie was young, he would put a basketball in like like a plastic bag. And kind of tie it so there was a little bit of air in it and dribble it. So every time it hit the ground, it would bounce some weird direction. So you always had to just be ready and develop your quick hands and eye coordination. Wow. And uh, he'd also do it a lot with, like, tennis balls. That's impressive. Yeah. You can tell it paid off. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Kyrie, have you seen his hair? Yeah, he's got, he's, like got the, he's got that young Kobe fro going on. <laughs> he's been wearing a... I'm digging that, it. Like, Nike, like... Yeah. So it's like, like a, a dry fit head. It's like a yeah, like kind of a sweatband yeah. almost, but it looks cool. I, I totally dig the hair. Oh, yeah. I'm it's all for look. that. Yeah. What about you at number number ten there? Number ten, I also have Uncle Drew. Nice. Kyrie okay. Irving. Last year, uh, he only played sixty games, but in those sixty games, scored twenty four point four, uh, three point eight rebounds, five point one assists, and most impressive were his shooting splits. He was at forty nine percent from the field, forty from three, and eighty nine from the free throw line. It's incredibly close to 50-40-90, which I mentioned earlier is elusive. Not many players have done it for a season. One of the things that sets Kyrie apart from everybody else and lands him in my top 10 is just his the on-court factor he has with his ball handling. He's just able to create so many angles that not a lot of people are able to do, and he's just a great playmaker. We've seen his offensive peak is just crazy. He scored 55 against Portland, 57 against uh, San Antonio, and he was just taking over those games. Um, probably has the best handle in NBA history. He's one of the better finishers ever. Probably the best finisher in the league at the rim. Uh, he's got an NBA championship, one All-NBA season, an All-Star MVP, Rookie of the Year, uh, five-time All-Star. There was a shot in Game 7 of the Finals 2016. He's shown that he's clutch in big situations. Uh, the biggest knock I have for him is he's yet to play over 75 games in any season. So Kyrie's kind of, I mean, he's reliable when he's on the court. He's had his fair share of issues, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you saw that with the Cavs, too. And it's just a bunch of different kind of injuries. He's yeah, had wrists. It's not, had nothing chronic. Right, it's just knee. here and there. It's I just kind of, like, annoying. I don't want to say that he's injury-prone. He's just kind of had bad luck. Yeah. He's had his face broken by uh, Baines last year. He unfortunately banged knees with Clay Thompson in 2014-15 in the playoffs. Broke his kneecap. Like, you can't blame that on him. No. But, yeah, Kyrie Irving, my number 10. Okay. 
Um, for number nine, I have Mr. Joel Embiid making a big jump this year. He is just a phenomenal player, um, really a game changer, and he's really sparked that entire city of Philadelphia and that just that fan base. They love him. He's a national treasure in this league. <laughs> you may hate him outside of Philly, but I really how do you how can you hate Joel Embiid? He's so good on Twitter too. He's so cool. Like he is, he's such a good player, and he's just like. The way he presents himself, the way he talks, the way he just he, the way he does things is just awesome. He's just a great, great guy. Um, from a basketball standpoint, though, he's gonna be a defensive player of the year threat for a long time, probably the next decade. He'll be in that top five. As long as he's on the court. Right, as long as he's on the court. That that's just the one thing you gotta be careful with is that is that uh that health. So hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, but offensively, crazy good post game. His footwork is incredible. Um, I know he used to play soccer when he was a kid, and that's how mm-hmm. he developed his footwork. So that's not really a surprise to me. Um, what is a surprise, though, is how well he has shown progression when um, taking his shot beyond the three-point line. Yes, It's a, it's a serviceable jumper, and it's going to have to make you go out there and guard him. So it's, it's going to spread the floor for yourself, for a guy like, oh, you know, Mr. Ben Simmons. Um, spreads the floor for shooters like Redick and then Covington and then Fultz coming off the bench, whether that be sooner rather than later. It's, uh, yeah, they are they are trusting the process down there in Philly. And it's, it's, they should. it's paying off, that's for sure. Uh, my number nine is also Joel Embiid. I can tell how tired you are because I think the last three players you've introduced is Mr. But... Mr. Joel Embiid last year, 22.9 a game, 11 rebounds, 3.2 assists. He's only 23 years old. He had a 4.8 block percentage last year, which is pretty high. And his usage was 33.4, which I want to say was just behind Harden and Russell Westbrook. Um, He's got an all-defensive season and an all-NBA season, both coming last year. And like we said, the only thing kind of against him you can have is the 63 games played but it's only been two seasons we he knew or the uh 76ers knew that he had that that knee injury going into the draft but the upside was just too and they great were, to pass and they were up. willing to wait for it yeah and they should have yeah and it's uh, you do that every time every time yeah absolutely Paid off. now they have two of the best pieces that you could want building a team and him and ben simmons going forward yeah and Fultz. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Fultz. I am. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Looking at number eight, um, I have Russell Westbrook, probably the most fearless and explosive player in the entire NBA. He's just he's crazy. He's the Energizer Bunny in the NBA. <laughs> he is so fun to watch. He plays with so much emotion and passion. It's just it's incredible. Um, Two years in a row of averaging a triple-double after no one had done it since Oscar Robertson back 50-plus years ago. It was a long time. Um, yeah, and Russ just, you know, casually did it again last year. And not many people were really talking about it. It's just, it's, it's incredible. I mean, what else can I say? The dude averaged a triple-double for two straight seasons. That's all I got. He cemented himself in history forever. Yeah. No matter what he does the rest of his career. You'll never take that away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, my number eight, uh, 
could I didn't feel right putting him any higher, but also no lower was Kawhi Leonard. So the last full season he gave us, hmm. 25.5 a game, 5.8 rebounds, 3.5 assists. Uh, he only played nine games last season. Um, two years ago, shot 48% from the field, 38% from three, and 88% from the line. Uh, the three-point shooting and the scoring in general, he was on a good upward trend. Uh, he was improving year by year and constantly playing just lockdown all-NBA defense. Uh, he's got four all-defensive teams. He's got a steal leader, two-time defensive player of the year. He's got a finals MVP and an NBA championship under his belt. And Kawhi, uh, now with the Toronto Raptors, hopefully we're going to get a full healthy season out of him. Really excited to see what he's got. Well, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So he's an upgrade from DeRozan on, on yeah every aspect of basketball other than a <laughs> mid-range jumper. I'll have to pull up the numbers. I think they would. Kawhi loves that elbow jumper, that one dribble pull up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Elbow. I'm talking like just in general yeah. mid-range. But Kawhi, is, he's, a, he's a special talent. Mm-hmm. Um, um, going to number seven, I have Westbrook. Um, I wanted to put him higher, but there's just so much talent in the league, I don't think I could. Uh, like you said, back-to-back triple-double seasons. Hasn't happened since Big O. Uh, 24, or I'm sorry, 25.4 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, he kind of had a down year from the free throw line. So years from his rookie season until 2016-17 from the line, he shot 82%. And last year shot 74%, so it was kind of a big jump. Uh, his assist percentage it was insane at 49.8%. His usage was at 34%. Um, he's got seven All-Stars, seven All-NBA, All-NBA teams. He was All-Rookie, uh, two-time All-Star MVP. He has a league MVP, one assist leader, and two-time scoring champion. So Russ is a talent unlike many have ever seen. He's going to go down in history as probably a top 50 player ever. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, he's just loaded with talent. He's one of the most athletic human beings to ever do anything. And uh, I wanted to put him higher. I just didn't think I could. So who is your seven? Yeah, so I have Giannis. um, And he has come a long way, too. I mean, a couple years ago, you wouldn't even mention him on this this list at all. Mm -hmm. Even a top 100, because coming into the league, he was... Look, he was seen as a project, a big project, and right now it's really paying off. He's only 23 years old, and he is insanely improved already from what he was when he first came into the league. Um, last year, averages of, of about 27, 10, and 5 without a real jumper from 3. I mean, he has a good mid-range, whatever, but the fact that he really can't make a 3 consistently shows that if he can develop that, Oh my God, he would. He's kind of still growing and filling out his body. Yeah, he's, he's seven, put on seven so much foot muscle. Tall. Right. Oh he's yeah, put out he, a ton of muscle yeah, this, this off season. That changes your jump shot. But like, look at that twenty-seven, ten, five without without a consistent three-point jump shot. And great defense. Yeah, it's uh, there's not much else to say about him with that. Honestly, I agree. I think that's really just incredible. I think like six or seven is probably the lowest he'll be yeah. the next ten years. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's definitely got next. Yes. Uh, I have Giannis at my number six actually. Like you said, twenty-seven, ten, and five. He shot fifty-three percent from the field. Uh, 
I think the jump shot will come with time as he continues to grow and fill out his body. He's only 23, so he's got plenty of time. Uh, he's got two All-NBA seasons, one All-Defensive season. He won Most Improved, and that's only in five seasons in the NBA. And uh, he's gotten better every single year. His rookie year, 6.8 points, then 12.7, 16.9, 22.9, and then 26.9. That's insane. It's not crazy to think that he'll score 30-31 next year with yeah, still the 10 true. rebounds, maybe 6 assists. Absolutely. He just gets better every every year. It's incredible. He is. Um, my number 6 guy, that would be Kawhi Leonard, who you already touched on earlier. I did. Um, but I have him at 6 because, you know what, the last time we saw him healthy, he was the defensive player of the year. And he was on LeBron's tail for best player in the NBA. Well, I agree. He was there like was top three conversation was, for sure. He was in the he was in that argument, that's for sure. Um with a great chance and a fresh start, you know, to get things going again, to to bounce back from what was like a lost season last year. Um I'm looking for huge things out of Kawhi this year. I'm looking for him to go head to head with LeBron and uh Kevin Durant in discussions for those that top player in the league. Not just, you know, the league MVP. Absolutely. Um, I'm thinking about just, like, you ask a basketball fan, who's the best player in the league? They'll tell you LeBron. But you know what? He can make a run. He really could. For sure. He really could. Especially with that defense. It's uh, it's incredible. Um, who do you got at five? That is where I have Anthony Davis. And he, honestly, he could be at number three after this season. And he could... He has the potential to go all the way to the top. He is a freak athlete. He is just like, in today's NBA too, it's just incredible because he's increased his range as well, mm-hmm. stepping out and making threes. Um, but for his size, he's really quick. He's really um, athletic. He's nimble. He has great footwork. Um, he can take you off the dribble. He can back you down. He can stretch you out and shoot a three in your eye. And it's just like, well, how the hell you guard this guy? And the answer is you really can't. You kind of just have to slow him down. And that's through double teams and, you know, bumping and bruising because he is a little on the more fragile side. He does miss a few games here and there due to minor sprains and knee contusions or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So I think that's stuff. like that's like his one knock on him. Um, but with this season, without, without Cousins... We'll we'll see what he can do because he's gonna have to carry that team. Definitely. Uh, my number five, I have James Harden, reigning league MVP. Harden last year scored thirty point four a game, five point four rebounds, and eight point eight assists. Uh, under his belt at the moment, he's got six All Stars, five All NBA. Uh, he was All Rookie. Um, he's got a league MVP, a scoring champ title, an assist champ title, and six Man of the Year. He's also scored 29 a game the last three straight years, no lower. Uh, he's on the one of the better teams in the league, second maybe. Depends how you feel about uh, Boston. Um, I just don't see how he can fall any lower than five. I can see him going up and not down, just the Rockets' success, uh, his personal stats. Uh, you'd like to see him be a little more efficient, but... 
if it's working, that's just the D'Antonio offense. They shoot a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a fast paced offense where mm-hmm. you're you're shooting a lot of threes. You're it's layups and threes. There's yep. very little mid range game to work with. That's fine. I mean, in today's NBA, that's fine too. Mid range games. Mid range games kind of a dying aspect it of the is. game right now. It's they're really just uh, getting out and running with the ball. Where there was shots open, they're taking it. Yep. Um. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that was your five. Yeah. So number four for me, that's where I have James Harden. So we're pretty close there. Um, he's just amazing to watch. You know, he does that. He does that little hop. Um. Side, it's not even a step back. It's just like a side step. When he breaks people like that, it's just like he doesn't, doesn't even. It doesn't even look, look like he yeah. does anything. But then, the guy will just be shifted ten feet, and it's just incredible how many times he does it and how often he gets people on that, which is it's just amazing. Um, he's just fun to watch. He's an amazing player, but I have him lower than, um, you know, whatever Curry because. Of efficiency and that's you know mm-hmm. um, shooting shooting splits and more turnovers, and even though he has the ball in his hands more than Curry, he does turn it over more um, from a percentage standpoint. So it's tough, but I, I have Harden at four. I'll take that. I have Steph Curry at four. Uh, Curry last year only played fifty one games. It was a little surprising how many games he missed. Uh, but in those games, he scored 26, 6 assists, and 5 rebounds, so he was still incredible. Um, just in his short time in the league, he's got 5 All-Stars, 5-time All-NBA. He's got a scoring title. He was All-Rookie. Uh, he's got 1 steals leader, 2-time uh, MVP, including back-to-back, and one of them the first ever unanimous MVP. He's in the 50-40-90 club, and he's a 3-time NBA champion. Wow. So... Just another guy with incredible ceilings offensively. His defense leaves something to be desired, but they've got guys like Draymond, Clay, and uh, Kevin Durant to pick that up. So right. Steph is just, I mean, he's an all-time talent. We're going to be talking about him in the top top 10, top 5 point guards ever. He'll He's probably already in the top 50 ever uh, whenever they remake that list. Oh, but, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Yeah, Curry's... He's something like we've never seen before. Well, he's going to go down with the most threes ever made in a career. Probably and that's, by a wide margin. And it's not going to be close. <laughs> no one's ever going to touch that. Um, at least not for a while. I agree. But uh, are you good with that? Um, I'll do three real quick. Just okay, yeah, sure. I have Anthony Davis there. Um, I wanted to put Curry at three, but I just think that without Cousins and what Anthony Davis showed in the 75 games he played last year, I mean, he's got – I don't want to – you can't say that he's best player in the league, but he's got the talent. Uh, last year, he was at 28 a game, 11.1 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 2.6 blocks, and 1.5 steals. So he kind of does a little bit of everything. He went through a stretch where he was just – It was unreal. Unbelievable. It was like 35 and 15 a night for mm-hmm. like a week and a half, I yep. swear to you. And he's incredibly efficient when he's hot. Yeah. Um. He does have a little bit of a, a petty injury thing, but back-to-back years he's played 75 games. So that's something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, incredibly young, and in his short time he's got five All-Stars, three All-NBAs, three All-Defensive player. Uh, he was the he was on the 12-13 All-Rookie team. He's got an All-Star game MVP where he set the All-Star record for points scored. Oh, yeah. And 
He's led the league in blocks three times now. Wow. Anthony Davis, I expect a massive year from this year. Uh, I really think that he'll live up to three, maybe even two. Depends how the Warriors play with uh, their rotations with Boogie out. They might just kind of rest everybody. Like on a... I, I really don't. Rotating notes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't gonna think they're going to go for yeah. a big record with Boogie out. But yeah, we'll see. I, think, I think three's where he, where he should fall. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, for three, I have Curry. Um, I know you touched on him already. You have him at four. I do. And that's fair. Um, I just have him there because of just his pure ability to take the game over. And that's with just shooting and scoring. Um, a score that we've never seen before. Shooting from 45 feet, uh, pulling up from anywhere on the court, off the dribble. His handles, his handles, one of the better one handles in the league. Um, he's not Kyrie Irving handling the basketball, but he right is. Behind him, I think. But he's close. Yeah. He's very close, and the moves he can make to then turn into a, a situation where he has a jump shot or um, a kick out. It's just, it's incredible what he does offensively, especially. Um, last season had the highest offensive box plus minus with 9.9. Um, the defense is a little lackluster again, but it seems like a lot of these guys on this list are a little defensively, um, not capable, you know, just mm. below In- average. Inept. Inept, yes, and correct. Curry's word. really kind of brought his defense up to just average, which is all you need when you have like that offensive Yeah, and that's skill fine. Set. When you're on a team like that where it's just, Unbelievable the amount of talent on, the, especially in the offensive end. Um, I don't know. He can just he can take it over at any time, yeah, any night, at any time. Just takes it over. And he's a guy that multiple times he's missed a week, two weeks, and with a injury. And the day he comes back, he just drops thirty five and seven. Yeah, he's just unbelievable. And I don't know if there's ever been a player in the league that two steps past the half court line, if the game's close, you're terrified of that. Because any moment he can just pull it and drain it. Absolutely. So, uh, who you got it to? We're almost done. You already know. Come on. These last two, this is the easiest part. It's a layup. Number two, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. I know you have that. So we need Number one, LeBron James. I mean, that's how it's been, and that's how it's going to be. Kevin Durant is a Hall of Famer. He's going to be... Top 15 player of all time when it's all said and done. Dude, I think it'll be higher. I, like better? Yeah. Yeah, I said top 15. With I mean, He could be like top 7, top 5. Top 5? I think closer right. to top 5. Yeah. He, he could, fucking unbelievable. He he's, could be. He's, I, I mean, he's 7 foot tall and he can <laughs> he can score, God, anywhere on the court. He pulls it from 35 feet, uh, game 3, two years in a row in the finals and just, and just buries it. Just walks away from it. Yeah. It's just... It, Unbelievable! It's just the fact that his legacy will never be a hundred percent because of um, switching teams up like that, mm-hmm. like the way he did to OKC, and it sucks. But that's just how it is. Um, it doesn't take away anything from him as a basketball player because he is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, and his defense has come a long way too. He was he was more like as just a scorer um, type player. And now can just take over the game on both sides of the ball because he's blocking shots at an unreal rate right now. And he's acting like the rim protector for the Warriors. Yep. Because they never really had one. And that's terrifying. It is. Have yeah. a center that versatile. Right. 
Uh, Absolutely. He had a game last year. His his league high uh, for blocks was seven in one game. That game, uh, it was actually against the Pelicans and Anthony Davis. I think it was the third game of the season. He scored 22 points, eight rebounds, two assists, and seven blocks. His shooting splits, he shot 50% from the field, 50% from three, which was three for six, and 100% from the line. So any night, he can just be incredibly efficient. He can take over a game. If you need a bucket, he'll get a bucket. If you need uh, two points, three points, it doesn't matter, he'll get it. And if you need a block, it looks like he's going to be able to just kind of pull that out now too. He just looks like a rim protector. Yeah, it's it's just... Um, added to the list. Yep. Durant, in his time in the league, uh, nine All-Stars, eight-time All-NBA. Uh, he won Rookie of the Year and was All-Rookie. He's got an All-Star Game MVP. He has a league MVP, two finals MVPs. Uh, he is a four-time scoring champ, including three of those in a row. He doesn't have the real MVP. It's his mama. He doesn't. It is That's his mother. Mama. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Kevin Durant. Probably will never be lower than two until LeBron retires. And then after that, I think he's kind of a slot in for one. Yeah. But like you said, number one is LeBron James entering his 16th season in the league. Time flies, man. It's unbelievable. Every single year, you know what you're going to get from him. 27, 7, and 7 on 50% shooting. It's like we're all holding our breath to, like, when is LeBron going to decline? And it just seems like he gets, he's gotten better. They were talking about it the year he came back to Cleveland, 14-15. Yeah. Oh, LeBron lost it. He's no. lost a step. He looks less athletic. He looks better now. He's sleeping he through the He looks better now season. than he did back in 2014. I agree. He's not as physically dominant, but he knows the game better. He, which is saying something. Right. He's just an unbelievable basketball mind. Absolutely. Uh, he's also been to eight straight finals now. This year would make, would make nine. And yeah. I mean, I don't know if he'll get there, but if he does, I think this is incredible. the year where it comes to an end. Um, just based on the fact that the Warriors are just ridiculously talented. You have you have five, probably you have five Hall of Famers on that team. Yeah. Starting. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, but yeah, LeBron's LeBron. Mm-hmm. There's uh, nothing you really can say or do to take away anything that he's accomplished right now. I agree. We both might be a little biased, but I'm, I mean, I have him as the greatest of all time. I, you know, I am right there with you on that. I think regardless of career outcome, just pure talent, what they do on a basketball court, LeBron is better than Michael Jordan at, at everything. He's more well-rounded. And that's, you know, and that's another debate for another time, but... We could go three hours three, on that, Oh, but, absolutely. But, uh... Absolutely. LeBron James and his career, 14-time All-Star, 14-time All-NBA, six-time All-Defensive player. Uh, he won Rookie of the Year and was All-Rookie. He has a scoring title, three-time All-Star MVP, four-time League MVP, three-time NBA champion, and three-time Finals MVP. What a resume. That's just... People take it away because he's three and whatever. Three and six. Come yeah. on. Who cares? There was... Uh, Do you want to lose in the first round instead? Well, he couldn't. In 2007, there was no way they were beating the Spurs. No. So chalk that up. 2011, they should have beat the, the Ma- uh, Mavericks. And it's funny because that's, that's the only time statistic, statistically that he has lost in the finals and he's been to favorite. a team that where he's been the favorite. Right. Every other year Every he's other been time the he's been the underdog. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That that's that's a telling story. They don't want to talk about it. They don't. 
They like the man with jaundice eyes. They, <laughs> yeah, that's all they... The gambling addicts. That man. Um, yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for our top 20. So, um... Yes, uh, give us a comment in the iTunes section or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Feel free to add us on Twitter. Uh, you can even send us an email at nbaqrpod at aol.com if you have any questions you want answered on the podcast. Uh, please give us some feedback. We're looking to get better every week. And before we go, I do hope you enjoy the show. I'd like you to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are available. Maybe even leave us a review. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at NBA Quick Report. Uh, and don't forget to check out our partner, dmvsportsnetwork.com. On Twitter, their handle is at dmv underscore sn. And like we said earlier, if you want to join the team, if you have any interest writing, uh, contact them via Twitter or the website. And thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.